Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Jesus Songs, a podcast about church music. My name is Brett, and I am, again, just so grateful that you're on this journey with us. If you are loving this podcast, we really would appreciate you subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing it, letting your friends know all about it. Today, I am so excited because Naomi Rain joins us on the podcast. Uh, She is amazing. I think Naomi has one of the best voices all around in the world. She is a gifted singer, worship leader, and songwriter. And today, she shares about the song Promises. This song has been so massive and so significant in the church over the last couple years. Uh, And she also shares about how to lead worship and write in step with the Holy Spirit. It was one of my favorite things about this interview, so let's not waste any more time and get right into it. Naomi Rain, welcome to the Jesus Song Podcast. We are so excited that you are here and uh, just really excited uh, to be talking with you today. How are you? I'm doing well, and I'm super excited to be here, too. Um, it, it was a long time coming, but I'm glad we got to do it. I'm really glad. I am too. I am too. Where are you today? I am home. I am gratefully home um, in New York, and I'll be leaving in a few days to head back to tour. Yes. So I'm just, I'm chilling at home and getting my life together. <laughs> That's awesome. What part of New York do you live in? I live in Long Island right now in Suffolk County, but I'm from Queens, New York. So I'm a, I'm a New York city girl, but I'm in Long Island now. Okay. All right. I love it. I I spent a year and a half of my life in New York city. I love New York. It's one of my favorite cities in the whole world. What part? Yeah. It was right after college. I lived in Manhattan. Okay. Okay. And I lived in uh, Hell's Kitchen on 47th and 10th. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Spent a yep. lot of time over there. I mean, it's the best city. It's the best. So you grew up in Queens. I did. I did. I went to school in Manhattan. Uh, uh, I went to high school and college. Well, went to culinary school. So I went out there. Um, yeah, but spent a lot of time in Brooklyn, Queens, and Manhattan. Then after that, spent a lot of time in the Bronx at churches and stuff like that. So yeah, the whole city. You've really covered all the boroughs. <laughs> like you are New York through and through. Pretty much. That's amazing. That's crazy. I did not know you spent time in, in Manhattan and lived there for a year and a half. I That's, did. That is, that is a life. Like I think when people think of New York, they think, oh my God, it's so busy. But really when you live in the other boroughs, you don't experience that. But yeah. you lived where you experienced right. it. You lived in the in the hustle and bustle of everything. So that's a lot. I did. I did. I did. I mean, it, it was super fun. It was right after college for me. And it, it was like pre-iPhone, which makes me sound really old to anyone who's listening. Uh, but, you know, to be walking around New York without an iPhone. Uh, but I was. It was in like 2006 is when I lived there. And uh, it was it was amazing. I oh, loved yeah. it. It was awesome. Yeah. But um, how did, so you born and raised in New York City. How did you get started singing church music and, and, and writing songs, leading worship? How, tell us a little bit of your story. I mean, I was born and that was it. Um, no, but I was like born into this. My parents <laughs> are worship leaders. And um, I sang out my first time. I was two years old. I sang at a concert singing Jesus Loves Me. Um, at a Hezekiah Walker concert. 
Um, it was, it's just a part of my life, my whole life. Um, and I've spent, like, I like to say I got it honestly. So I've spent my life, I grew up in rehearsal um, with my parents and singing <laughs> was just everything. I, it's hard to say like how I got started because it was just, you yeah. sing, like that's what you do. And and I never, you know, some people when they grow up in something like that, where it's just like, this is what you do, they can they can kind of like become repulsed by it and like, oh no, well, I don't want to do that. And I want to do my own thing. No, it was like, oh no, we sing. That's what we do. And um, I love that. I learned about the God that we were singing about because my parents, they lived it, you know? And so it was just something that I've always done. And I think when it got more serious and I was saying like, as an artist and like going places to kind of like sing and carry songs and carry messages and carry the ministry of it. Um, when I was in high school that, that started. Um, yeah. Um, and when I was 18 or 19, it was like, okay, now I'm really going to step into it for real and kind of put my energy into like singing for God. I love that. Who, who are some of your influences? Like who, obviously your parents, uh, but were there some, anybody else that were, were like such a big influence on, on you in, in those years as a teenager? Yes. Um, CC Winans major oh, yeah. influence. Um, I listened to BB and CC all the time and I knew all of her parts. Um, and, um, Angela and Veronica listened to a lot of commissioned growing up. Um, uh, and now I'm going to hit some non, uh, Christian that's okay. I've got um, a few Brandy and Michael I Jackson, mean, you know, I do know yes. <laughs> that those are my Stevie wonder. What's your favorite Michael Jackson um, song? Stevie wonder was a major influence. My favorite Michael Jackson song. Oh my goodness. It changes like every month, but what I can say today is probably, will you be there? Okay. The, from the free Willy soundtrack. There's something about it that. Is, yeah. It, it it touches anyone who that, grew up in the nineties. It that, touches the heart. Hold me, hold me like the river yes. Jordan. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what it means, yes, but I but need I'm it. Just seeing Willie jump yeah. over that. Sanana Ayuasis, right? <laughs> okay, it's so. I mean, but even the the vocals behind it is so church. Total, it's, it's such a gospel, so yeah. Church and is it feels good. Mm. Okay, I'm getting excited. Oh, I know. So that's my fave right now. I know. I, I like, there's a few Michael songs that are very like 90s worship songs, kind of like um, Heal the World. All, I mean, yeah, I, I enjoy a good slow yes. jam as well. <laughs> um, Man in the Mirror. I mean, come on. Yes. So maybe this by we're, we're we're turning into like Michael Jackson jams now. Um, new podcast spinoff. Um, you heard it here. Me and Naomi. Right. Um. <laughs> That's amazing. So you're you're getting into this, and um, uh, so fast forward a little bit to just like you said. So tell us a little bit too, just about about life and and uh, your family. Yeah, um, I grew up as my parents, my brother, and I. Um, I, literally, my brother was annoyed with me because all <laughs> I would do is sing, and I would be like, oh, oh no, oh, oh no. 
like I was like always trying to figure out how I wanted to do the little riff and the run. And he's like, Naomi, if you don't shut up, like, please stop it. Yeah. I'm like, but it has to be perfect. So I spent most of my time in my room writing songs. <laughs> Everybody else was out playing uh, basketball and playing hopscotch. And I'm in the room writing songs and figuring out music. Um, now, um, well, I went to school. I went to high school for um, for singing for vocal music. I went to LaGuardia, which is like the fame school. If you've ever seen that movie, yeah. Fame, um, that's the school I went to. And so yeah. I was like engulfed in all of that. And that was, that became like the grid. And I was going to go to um, the new school yeah. for jazz and contemporary music in the city. I got accepted, but I got pregnant with my daughter. So I thought I couldn't do anything, which is not true. Um, but at that point it was kind of like, Oh no. And so I really stopped and just became a mom and started to, you know, take care of my daughter and refocus, um, some of my attention and energy, but the Lord really used those moments to continue to further just my relationship with him. I would say my life is more, um, relational than musical. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was, I, when I sing, I just sing from the time that we spend and we got to spend together. Um, and I sometimes wish I had those moments, you know, like when there was like just ample time and all I had to do was homework, you know, and it's like, I could spend time in the, in the closet. Now the Lord is requiring a little more of me in terms of my everyday life. You know, I have to worship him in other ways than just like sitting in the closet and, and being like, I love you. I love you. You know, now there's like a little bit of a different thing. I show him love by like washing the dishes and making sure I pick my kids up from school yeah, the day to and, day. you know, doing some other things. Um, but you know, as time went on, it just became right. It just became, um, like, Hey, how do I put my relationship into this music and live and live that out? And so now I have a husband and three babies. Um, they're not babies anymore. They are 16, 13 wow. and nine. Yep. That's so, crazy. I love it. I'm I'm a little bit behind you in yeah. age. I've got three babies as well, but the ones in uh, nine, almost ten, and uh, uh, seven and and four. Yeah, so I'm in uh, fourth grade, second grade, and pre-K. So I'm I'm like I. You need to help me understand yep. the wave that I'm I'm stepping into. So. Yes, definitely. This I'm telling you, it's going to get better. It just gets better. I love that. And better and better for me I at love least. That. It did. I really want to talk about a couple couple songs really uh, that you've been a part of over the last uh, little bit, and one of them is Promises. And this song is so meaningful uh, to me, and really, I mean, to so many people. Actually, th- this morning uh, I looked up just on YouTube alone. I was like, how, I mean, how many people have been streaming Promises? It's like ninety five million streams on just YouTube. That's not Spotify. That's not Apple Music. Wow. Like this is like. Naomi, this is insane. Like this song and um and 
it's funny. I would love for you tell us just how did you kind of get get uh, linked up into Mav City into um, even just kind of like um, that journey for you uh, to kind of interact with with to carry this song. So I was invited to go out, which and that's a whole story. This, it's a God thing. The reason that I'm connected with Maverick, I wasn't going to go, but I was invited to Redding, California to do a, um, worship set. It was a, it was a black history worship set at Bethel, um, for their school of ministry, um, their first year school of ministry. And so I was invited, went out there. It was myself, Dante Bo, Chandler Moore and Jay Thomas. Um, and we were invited by Alton Eugene. And so, um, we were out there just to sing and out there I met Tony Brown and, um, JJ, Jonathan J, who are the, um, founders yeah. of Maverick city music. And they were like, Hey, we're thinking about just doing a recording. And so you think you want to come, like you written any songs you want to sing. And I was like, what? <laughs> and at that time I, I was so like nervous. I'm like, everything in me was like, say no just stand in the room and like sing in the background don't go sing any songs just say no and everything will be right but i felt like but i wanted to say yes and the lord was like just say yes and so i was like okay he's like well can you come like right with us i was like sure so um chandler and i and alton um sat down and wrote you're welcome in this place that's the first song we we wrote together um and then they gave me um, a song called I Am Loved. And literally like 10 minutes, 15 minutes before we were about to record, they're like, hey, can you sing this? And I'm like, again, wanting to say no. But that's no. the Maverick. That was the way. Like, it was yeah. like, hey, uh, you now let's do this. <laughs> and you've got to just be like, yes. But here's the thing. What I loved about that, because I wanted to say no, I was like, oh, no, what if I messed up? What if it what I realized was that all that comes from a place of insecurity, not just excellence. I think sometimes we think that's like, oh, well, I just want to be excellent. And do, it comes from a place yeah, of insecurity yeah. because if I mess up, then I won't get another right. chance and the people won't invite me back mm. and, and all of that. And I think that at that moment, it was breaking. The Lord was using that to break my fear and insecurity and allowing me to come and step into who I actually am. That's awesome. You know, who I actually am. Like step into it, not just be it, you know, but d- do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. live it. Um, and so I, you know, I'm sorry, I'm thinking now, like, cause you know how people say like, you're not a human doing, you're a human being, but you can be something, but not actively be. Yeah, totally. It, totally. You know? Um, and I think that an active being is doing right. right. And it's not that we do anything for God's love. Cause I know that's the that's the context of that. Totally. I like thinking like our doing flows out of our being. So if we know who we are in Christ, we know what right. he's done for us. There's a natural out expression of that identity. Right. Right. And I think some of us that are um, hindered by fear, we're actually like almost suspended in animation because we're not able to actively be who God has called us to be, but we're like, you're on the sidelines. You're not in the game yet. You know, you got the jersey right. on, you're on the team. You are a basketball <laughs> right, player, right, but right. you are not in the game, you know? And so that was one of those moments for me. Um, he asked me and I was like, okay, yes. And so I sang the song. I had my phone in my hand. So I was like, no, what you're not going to do, I'm never going to remember these words, but <laughs> I can remember the melody and I'll figure it out. And I sang it and and we sang You're Welcome in This Place. And it was just a beautiful moment. 
we thought that it was just going to be shopped to people because that was the point. Like at that point, Maverick wasn't, it had no name. Right. It was just a group of people singing together, but we were, um, it was a publishing group. So it was like songwriting. So songs, these songs, maybe an artist will want to sing it, but let's put it in its proper context because it's worship songs. Yep. So it's one thing to just send somebody a demo of a worship song, but not put it in its context and see what it can actually do in a room. Mm -hmm. That's what we wanted to That's do. Cool. Put it in a room. Let's see what it can actually do. And then see if our worship artists want to sing it. But it ended up being that we were the ones that right. needed to sing it. And so um, Tony called and was like, Hey, I think we need to put this out. I think this needs to be something we put out. And he texted me the, the word Maverick. And I was like, I hate that. Let's not do that. But <laughs> I was wrong. Um, I think, it, it's a cool name. Um, and the rest is history. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Well, you know, I've definitely, you know, Tony and JJ been here in Atlanta and I've known them for a long time and, and uh, so gotten to kind of enter in and kind of see the, you know, just some of those early gatherings of, of songwriters and worship leaders. And uh, really, for me, it's been it such a blessing just to get to meet so many people and uh, to be, you know, it, it's really been so great. And one of those, I remember uh, early 2020, I remember coming uh, to a house here in Atlanta. There was a bunch of songwriters and creatives from really all over the country, and uh, and I remember meeting you and uh, meeting you there that that mm -hmm. uh, afternoon, getting to be in a, a, a quick songwriting session, you know. And, and that was one of my favorite things. Just I, I, I always love it because you never know. You never know where w what the day holds or who you're going to get kind of paired up with. And I remember we got paired up, and it was so great just to get to meet you and all kind of stuff. And then later I came back for the recording that night and that was the night that you guys recorded promises was that the night wait was that the one where there was a bug in the tree that fell we were outside and the bugs were falling up no that was a different that was a different and time that away. was i think that was like a year later it, oh, at okay. a different i do remember that bug <laughs> okay and that was i feel like that was the enemy was like, trying to come wait, at us because we were on to something like we were really on to something I know. May, I'll I'll search our voice memos and see if we can resurrect it. Uh, but uh, no. But I, I I just remember meeting you that that time and then seeing. I kind of just popped in late. Uh, I think y'all were recording at a studio that was down uh, down the street from my house. And I remember just the that night that Mav Three record was recorded. And it was a stu little studio. I mean, just a little. For those of you who don't know, it's in East Atlanta, and it's just really like a a building and that has some great equipment in there. And, uh, but the, you guys jammed it out with people and it was like, I mean, people were flowing out the doors and, um, man, it was just, it was a special, special night. Can you kind of help us understand like that, that setting in which, uh, promises was recorded? It was like you said, it was jam packed full of people, but it was, it felt like, you know, you read scripture and it's like the people were pressing in on Jesus. And it, it was, it's like everybody was hungry to be there and, and like be a part of the history that was being made. Um, yeah. But not history in terms of like, oh, we're going to do like a great thing. But it was like, hey, this moment that we get to share with God that we know will not be like any other moment, even if we pack in the same room, you know, tomorrow night. Like, right. Tonight is going to be special because mm. we get to worship him together and sing these songs. It was I don't know. It felt special. Um, it was. And at the same time, because I will tell you from my perspective, it was yeah. kind of like 
okay, you know, like just sing the song and I hope that I hope that I, you know, do a good job. You know, that's that's a part of it. But also like I hope that the heart of the song comes forth and and that we get to um like bring it to life. And so in the back room, um, Joelle and I were back there, you know, just going over like making sure we knew it. Um yep, we were yep. good. And Dante <laughs> goes, Hey, because I was supposed to sing the second verse. And Dante goes, Hey. I think Nate should sing the bridge. Like, uh, um, Joel, you sing both verses, first, first and second verse. Okay. And then Naomi sing the bridge. And we looked at each other kind of like, huh? It was an okay. But at the same time, it's kind of like, now that's another thing to remember. And do I know <laughs> it? And do I have it? You know? But, um, yeah. but we just trusted in the moment, you know, the, the thought behind it. And the rest was history. I'm telling you, the room was hot. Remember, it was, it hot. was Somebody so hot. bumped against the, um, the thermostat and turned it off so the air conditioner was off it was, and we it was were sweating so hot <laughs> it was terrible but <laughs> it was wonderful i actually missed that i missed being tight in a space with people yes. and just worshiping jesus like it's not about my comfort it's just about the moment and giving god glory you know with the song well, that's why I love I love that about worship because it, it it's again it is you know we've talked about this before here on this podcast but it's like it's there's a it's a personal there's a big personal element of that of like you being in the presence of Jesus and 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 you pouring out your heart to Jesus but it's also very communal and I loved that about right. especially that room on that night is you felt that sense of of shared faith in God and uh, man it was it was so so powerful. What um, just kind of thinking about about that song because I remember too on that I mean literally this was like the week before COVID was coming and the week before the world shut down and here you guys are not I mean I don't we weren't thinking of probably through this or may, you know there's not some big strategy to this but we're singing about this song about the faithfulness of God throughout all of Scripture you know, the promises of God that we can believe in it, we can trust mm-hmm. in it. You guys, you're, you're there. It is, it's a moment in time, like you're talking about. But then that moment was basically, I think, uniquely made for the next moment that we were about to all step in as a global community. Yeah. Talk about that. When, when was the moment when that song, when you guys started putting that song out and, and then it, it really, I feel like, was just starting to minister to people all across the church. What was that? What was that like for for you? It was for me. It was surreal. There were so many things going on, um, and I uh, I liken a lot of things now to childbirth. I know you've never experienced that. Um, personally, uh, no, no, but... you're right. You're right. <laughs> Very perceptive, Naomi. <laughs> but I perceive you are a prophet. No, um, I think there. <laughs> There is something so wonderful about childbirth, right? You're bringing this life into, but there's then there's also something terrible about it. It is painful. It is not comfortable. <laughs> it's something you want to be uh-huh. over sooner than anything. But then also this <laughs> painful thing 
brings forth such a beautiful thing. And so um, I think for me, because remember, we were all quarantined at the time. Everybody was at home and we were looking for hope, you know, and I think a lot of us were spending too much, way too much time on social media to try to just connect with people. Um, And so this song came up and my, and I got, remember, so like I'm, and I'm a part of the team. So it was like, Hey, we're going to release promises and we're going to put it out. And before we released it, we released um, the clip in the end where I'm singing, um, I'll still bless you. And that had started to bless people. And I just, the comments. So like we were, you know, we were all on social media and reading every comment because we had time. Right. And so I we was had all the time by how much people were blessed. People were starting to see like, oh no, like there's another option for me. I don't have to be sad. Mm. I don't have to, uh, not, not that, not that I don't have to be sad. I can be sad and still bless the Lord. I can wow. be afraid. Yes. Right. And still bless the Lord. I cannot know what's going to happen. Nobody knew. Remember, we were confused. We didn't know if it was yes. airborne, if it was touching stuff. What, you know, we, right. we didn't know if if bleach would work, if what, what would work, what would work. <laughs> we wouldn't know if we yeah. should wear a mask, if we shouldn't wear a mask. We, we didn't know. A we thing, were scared, you know, and we were scared so because much. we were out yes, of control. We right. Yeah. And you didn't know if you were going to die. You know what I'm saying? We just right. didn't know if we were all just going to die. We're going to get all of us. And so. Right. There was just so much fear. We weren't in church. We weren't, you know, there was just so much going on. And so for this thing to come out and be like, great is your faithfulness to me, you know, um, from the rising sun to the setting, same, I'll bless your name. Like, I'm going to praise you no matter what, you know, that to me was so good for the church. But also I will tell you this because it was doing well, right. That was a moment where Maverick and myself, you know, and, and Joelle, we experienced a level of success, right? Yeah. And it felt like, for me, if I'm honest, I kind of felt like, oh man, like I'm profiting off of people's wow. um, pain. Um, and even, mm. and I know that that's not fully true, right? It, it was an opportunity, a moment for us to bring hope to people who needed it. But I for think sure. in the midst of all that isolation, I felt a little bit guilty. It was like, Oh, so many of my other, cause you know what it is to be an artist and to be a songwriter. It's right. everything that we right. wanted to do. We couldn't do. You couldn't so, go so do many of my right. artist friends were losing jobs. They were, their tours were being canceled. Remember that tours were being yeah. canceled. Everything was being shut oh, down. Yeah. People were feeling sad, but the ministry that God had given me was flourishing and it was moving forward. And so I think I felt a little bit of like survivor's remorse and, and survivor's mm. guilt. And it was, there was a tension yeah. there. But I really was grateful overall that the Lord was able to use that, that we didn't even know what was coming. Yeah. You know, we did not know. And God was able to use that prophetically. It felt like he was just kissing us and winking at us like, guys, I got you. I knew from yeah. before you knew and I'm I'm prepared and you'll be fine. Man, I love that so much. And I think it's so true. And in a moment where a lot of things were shaking our faith, and then this song, I think just to really beautifully and clearly say, God's been God throughout all of human history, and He's seen all the ups and downs, all of the brokenness of the world. And yeah, you are actually out of control, but we know the one who's in control, and He's faithful from the rising sun and saying the same. Can I ask you a question about this? Because I, I've, again, just having been at some of those songwriting camps in small settings, uh, whether that's been in like a house somewhere or in like a studio um, environment, um, I, I've 
for me as a, you know, I love being a part of, you know, Passion City Church and Passion Conferences. It's a lot, it's a lot of large gatherings and all kind of stuff. And then when I would come into these kind of intimate songwriting settings with you guys, I would really just get blessed by um, just the sensitivity and the ability to kind of flow. And I was wondering about promises that I'll still bless you part. Was that part of like the, like, did, is that you flowing in the moment? Like, or was that like you just, you know, tell me about like, cause that part when, when uh, that feels like, so, uh, I don't know, like honest, um, it's the confession. It's like, you're faithful and now I'm going to respond to it. You know, like I, here's yeah. the truth of who you are, God. And here's my worship. Like I'll still bless you in the middle of what's going on. Like, was that you just kind of in the moment flowing? It was. It was a flow. It was spontaneous. And it was what what I was feeling at the time. And I think it was a, it was a declaration. Like, I'm going to bless you no matter what things look like. Um, right. I didn't recognize that it would become so helpful. Like, iconic. I, that's yeah. the only word I could. Yeah, iconic. I didn't want to like fully say, it, but yeah, like I didn't know it was going to become. I'll so say iconic it. I'll say it. It's my icon in that song. Hold on to. But people were able to hold on to that moment. But yeah, it was a spontaneous flow, and that's why I mean, because I wasn't in a part of the songwriting process of the song, but that is a part of the song. Like that, one hundred percent. Bless you, spontaneous flow is a part of the song. It almost gives context for it, right? Because I think. Some of the song, the song is kind of like, it's the, it's the, Jesus is good. God is great. And that's why he, and he's faithful. And that's why I'll, bless, why, why I'll bless him. But I think that I'll still bless you comes to speak to like, but see when things don't feel good, when they don't feel right. Yes. And when I don't know what God is doing, like, are you still here with me? What's going on? That yeah. I'll still bring you my praise that you're still worthy of praise, even in those moments, you know? So can I ask you a question just as a worship leader? And, yeah. and you know, I, I know we're doing a podcast for other people, but even just for me, like when you're in that, when you're in that mode and in that moment and you, how, what's your mindset as you're kind of beginning to flow and to go, step into some of those spontaneous moments? Like, where's your mind at? Where's your heart at? Where's your spirit at? Like, how are you, are you listening to the Lord and then responding? Like, help, help us understand, like, how do you get into that zone? Yeah. So I, I will say this initially, like before I do anything, before I sing anywhere, I'm always, I always ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to say? Yeah. And what do you want to hear? So those are my two questions. Like if you want to say that. something that's not in the song already, I'm available. I'm a vessel. Like you could, you could use me, you know? Yes. Um, and so I'm available for that. But then also, what do you want to hear? Like, wh- I think sometimes we like making a playlist for God, but he's like, but I don't feel like that today. Like I want to hear a little something <laughs> different. And so I always want to be sensitive to like what he wants. Cause I believe the Holy spirit is a person. I feel like God is, God is, a real being, you know, and not right. just 
like a mist, you know? And I think sometimes right. we treat He's God not like an that, idea. Like, He's well, a you person. You just get what we give you. Right. right. He's a person. He's living. He's alive, you know? And so um, I always ask him what he wants to hear and what he wants um, to say. And so that's the beginning. And I think because of that, when I start to sing, I'm singing the song, you know, I'm trying to make sure I deliver the words that I, that I have um, that, to the best of my ability in a way that will, you know, minister to the people and they can receive it. But then there's something that starts to happen for me. I know this is not the same for everyone, but yeah. I start to hear something else. I okay. hear it and I probably think about it for maybe two bars or something, two to four bars, and I have to get up the courage to release it. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sing that. Um okay. and then I sing it Here and if I'm honest, I don't <laughs> right. That's like a little teaser because I don't know what's coming after that, but I just trust the Lord. It's really prophetic, honestly. I think not everything yeah. spontaneous is prophetic, but I think every uh, and most things prophetic are spontaneous. You know, I think there are some things that are prophetic that aren't spontaneous. Um, but I think that a lot right. of things that are prophetic are, are spontaneous, and you have to trust God, right? Um, and we prophesy according to the um, to the level of our faith, and so in those moments, it's like I have to sing it, I have to put it out there and believe that he'll fill my mouth um, as I as I yeah. sing. And so honestly, my brain, like Naomi, once I get through like deciding if I'm going to sing it, that shuts off. Yeah. Naomi is off now. And I'm just like putting out what I'm hearing, if that makes sense. It's does, it does make it sense. It doesn't come from me. And I know when I am, when I'm in my head, it's hard for me to flow. Cause I'm yep. thinking, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to come yeah. up with something, but in those moments, it's literally like just coming out and I'm like, Oh snap, that actually made sense. Um, so that's what's happening for me and flow. I hope that, did that answer your question? 100%. I, I love it because it's actually really simple, but I think what we're experiencing is you probably doing that for a long, long time in your life where it's going, I, A, I think one of the ways, I mean, just as I've been around worship leaders and, and preachers and pastors, when the word of God is like deep in your heart, whatever's like in your heart and in your life, that's what tends to to flow out of your life, you know? And so I think like yeah. having the, the word of God, but it sounds, it's really practical, you know, where it's going, I, I feel led to take this step, to say this thing, to sing this, you know, whatever that is to have the courage to do that, to obey. And then you do that over, you know, a long time, you know, you just obey those promptings yeah. over time and you, you begin to he learn how to listen and obey, listen and obey, trust and follow, trust and follow. And that's kind of the, that, at least that's what I'm hearing as you, as you're doing that. And it seems like we're, we're kind of just benefiting from you having done that for a long, long time. Yeah. I, I want to say that I got this imagery and I want to say it like this, there, you know, um, Jesus says that we have like rivers of living water in us. Right. And, and yeah. that stuff will yeah. come up and out and it will bless others. Right. And, and replenish others, um, and refresh others. I think, you know, when you first get a faucet and you first turn on pipes, it takes a long time for the water yeah. to get like through the whole, all the pipes and then come out. And sometimes it'll be right. like, you know, and not like a, like a straight stream. I think that people get 
people that are about to operate in flow, right? They get intimidated yep. by the ch- 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 or the amount of time that it takes for the water to get flowing and to, wow. and to even run clear. Because sometimes that water will run rusty, right? right? And because of the pipes may have rusted <laughs> um, and it's not clear yeah. water. It's not safe to drink yet. Um, but anybody who understands that knows that you need to let it continue to run. You keep turning it on yes. and you keep letting it run because you know, as it runs, it will begin to run clear and it'll be um, potable water, right? That you can actually drink. And so I believe that that's how it is when it, when it comes to the flow. I think you're right. It is experience with God where you start to trust him that when I turn on this faucet and when I um, pull that, uh, that handle that the water will flow. I know who he is. I have a relationship with him. And because of that, um, I trust that when, when it's time to go, he's going to say and do the things. And I, and it's understanding too, that he wants to speak to people more than we do. Like, wow. yeah. Okay. You can, you know, you might minister something, but honestly, I don't think this is going to be bad. You know, there are some people that want to be your friend because you can sing or because you can play a sport or you're good at that. Right. I think that that's a silly reason to be somebody's friend. I think you should be somebody's friend because of their character and who they are, yeah. not just what they do. And so when you right. realize that, right. When you realize that you start to go, oh, the Lord wants me to do this thing because people will will maybe like me because of it, but he wants to access them. He wants to speak to them. And yep. I am a vessel that he can use. And it's yes. his desire to, to contact them and to speak to them and to love them and to say, oh, you look nice today. You look beautiful. To give them anything, right? That will right. help build them and point them back to him. And so when you recognize that this is not me, the source, I'm not the source. I am a conduit. I might be a vessel, right? And a conduit to get this water to you, but I am not the source of the water. I am not yep. the reservoir. I'm not, I'm not the actual life source. It is him. And when I recognize that, then I can just do my job and let the water flow through me, right? And trust the process. That's it. You got me preaching now. And oh. I'm I've been Let's I'm in go. pastor mode. I'm, I'm ready. in church for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. So I'm back in my pastor mode. I gotta um I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm receiving it all. I'm actually over here just taking notes. I'm like, yes, this is, this is so good. And again, I just want to say I love because it, it's, it's so practical. But then you got to practice it. Like you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's not so you know far up here in the in the mysterious even though god is mysterious and we can't figure him all out uh you know because he's infinite and we're not and but at the same time right. he's given us these like real practical steps and and i love that because even even outside of music right like these are things that we can take and apply to our lives where it's going like if god's going hey i want you to reach out to this person i want you to go you know buy this person lunch and go meet with them because they might need like, like the same type of thing applies just to life, right? It's just, it's listening to God being rooted in his word and then doing what he has called us to do. And if you do that over a lifetime, you'll see a pretty powerful life. And I I just think that's so beautifully expressed in, in music and in the, and in these moments. And I mean, I even felt that when, um, I, when I'm, you know, again, I know we we're here talking about promises, but you know, Jaira is just one of those songs, which can I just say, by the way, you guys wrote like four songs all in Jaira. Like there's like, (laughs) (laughs) like, (laughs) like it's so, it's so good. You could just save some of them. Good night.
I remember listening to it the, the first time, and I was just in my car sitting in my driveway, and then uh, the the lilies and the sparrows, that section comes on. And w- again, I'm just kind of curious, is that one of those, is that a flow moment? Or was that part, have, d- did you guys kind of have that section uh, as a piece of it already? So it was already a piece of it, but okay. the way it came about, was a flow because so okay so now right when we write when when we write we try to just worship and sing and let yeah. the songs come from those moments right and and write around it so we were we were in the basement uh with pastor steven chandler and i and we were with chris brown and we were just writing yep. chandler's playing and he starts um he starts playing and I'm going, if he trusts the lilies with beauteous splendor, if he trusts the lilies, like, you know, just singing that, um, yeah. if he watches over every sparrow, just singing those two. And then, and then, um, Pastor Stephen jumps in. He's like, how much more does he love Ooh, you? Yeah. How much more? And so we we kind of like started going back and forth. If yeah. he dresses the lilies with beauty and stuff, how much more does he love you? How much more? And so it flowed from there. We were like, oh no, we have to keep this. And we literally put every portion. We wrote, there's another song on that project on Old Church, Old Church Basement called Shall Not Want. And it's literally uh-huh. about the same thing. Provision is because we had to create another song because we had so many parts of, you, that it was like, okay, enough is enough. You're like, we already have enough in Gyra. Let's just make this another song. This is Gyra part B. Yes. So the B side. And it flowed out of the same space, you know, and we were just throwing stuff wow. out there and seeing like what, what, what it was. And then we recorded all of it together and, yep. and said, oh no, this is, you know, this is a thing. I love that because I think that's an important, I think that's a cool thing to do. Even if you're out there and you're a songwriter, you know, it's like, get, you got these, like this main idea, right? Like here's this song about God's provision in your life and trusting that and, and, and trusting that his love in your life. And, and then, but then as you're working on it, create some of that space, you know, people aren't in the room, you know, it's not like you're out in front, but you kind of created that that space to explore, to, to listen and then respond. And just kind of like what you were talking about in that moment with promises, kind of that same, what I'm hearing is just this same scenario. And then which you kind of, you listen, you respond, you take that step. And then what's cool about, I think in the co-writing thing is to see how other people respond to that and, and go, Hey, yeah, but what, what if it goes like this? And then uh, then where did don't you worry come out? Cause that, that, that's what had me knocked over in my car. I'm like, don't you worry. You know, I'm sorry that I sang that to so you. That was spontaneous. Uh, you know, that was spontaneous. Yeah. Oh, let's go. I was like, it was just like, it's oh, like, okay, God, I'm not going to worry. Well, what? Yeah. Because it's like, what's the point of what he was saying? You know, I think yeah. sometimes as songwriters, we can take a scripture, a, yeah. a thing that, cause that's such colorful and like, um, figurative language, not, well, yeah, it's like really beautiful language, um, that Jesus uses. And so we could pull it like almost directly from the text. But I, yeah. I think if you miss the, the point of the whole mm, scripture, I'm not saying that we missed it. I think we said it in the other part, but some people that don't read the Bible, they're not going to understand what we're talking about. You know, they, yeah. they've never heard that before. So it's like, if he dresses the, li- what is this dress in lilies? And like, you know <laughs> what, it, because we, you know, People yes. don't know. And it's yeah. like, if he watches over every sparrow. What does that even mean? Um, right. It, 
the point is, and so I think in those moments, the Holy Spirit can well prompted me to be like, so don't worry, you know? And I think that's the point. Don't worry about anything because God is going to provide for you everything you need. And now you can go Google that. What is watching over sparrows and dressed in lilies? And then you'll find the scripture, right? But you know, before you Google anything or before you search an app or ask your pastor, um, you know, oh, don't worry. He's got me. He's got me. That is so great. I love it. I love it. And thank you for giving us a window into all of this. And so you guys, you've been out on the road. I mean, these songs have, you know, taken you all over the country and, um, and really you, you've seen some amazing things. What's something just as you're, as you've kind of seen, you know, what God is doing all around America recently, what's something that you're looking forward to, or just as you're, uh, kind of meeting people and interacting with the church, what's something that you're just, uh, what God's given you vision for, uh, just that you're hopeful for, for the church? Yes. Um, my one, number one, I was, I was reinvigorated, right? Because yeah. I was able to see that the church is still alive and that yeah. people are still hungry and desperate and thirsty for God and they want to worship him. I think what what we see is the context of church is not the same. People don't want it in the same format. And I yeah. believe that God is not married to a format. And so, because even the way we do church now is not how they did church, even when we read it in the Bible initially, like they met in homes. And so God is not married to a format or a context. He is, he is married to the message. And, um, so I am hopeful. And as I continue to go, we're about to go out again, um, for tour again. And, I'm excited to see and be with the people of God. There's a part of me that was like, why do you need to go out again? But I realized for some people, they're not going to go to church, but they will come to a concert and they will worship. And so I'm excited to see how we can share, effectively share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people in these moments that they might have a moment um, with the Lord and experience an encounter that shifts their lives. I remember when I went to a Jesus culture conference, um, I want to say it was probably in, oh, maybe it was t- 2011 um, yeah. in Chicago. That's where they did their um, Chicago recording. And okay. I remember that conference changed my life. It wow. set me on a path for ministry. It set me, like, it solidified me. It was like, hey, this is, the Lord spoke to me. I knew exactly what I was called to do. That's when I got a vision that I was going to be in stadiums and I will be singing all over the world. That was the moment, you know? And so- yeah. I'm not saying if I didn't go there, maybe it wouldn't have happened in another context, but I don't think I could have even imagined it if I wasn't in a stadium at that moment. If I had been in that room and experienced the presence of God, I know that these moments, though they are not, you can't live your life or build your life on moments. You you know what I'm saying? You can't live around the moments, but I think their moments mark you and they can propel you into what the Lord has called you to do. So that is my hope and desire that, um, um, these moments would be something that marks people. The last thing is that though I think a lot of people are thinking small, I do believe that the Lord is calling um, this next group of this next generation, right? Um, yeah. and, and this current generation to build into and pour into the next generation. But I think yeah. he's calling for people to do things big. So there are going to be select people that end up being able to do really big things. Um, wow. And that doesn't, 
pull away from the small things, right? But I, right. I'm telling you, the Lord showed me, I'm going to do big things and we have to not be afraid to do the big thing. He's taking you from small and humble beginnings to doing mighty and great and big things. The Jews, like God loved the Jews. He chose them. Those are his chosen people. And he's allowed mm. them to do big and great things, whether they stuck with, whether they believe in Jesus or not, there's a blessing on his people. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and so yeah. I believe that we have been grafted and we we're called the children of God. He is calling us to do mighty and great and big things. And so we're going to have to start to think bigger because even as we see the world decline and things shift with the world, the Lord is calling the church and key people, key players in the church to do major and big and amazing things. And mm. so I'm super excited. I love that. It's such a, a wonderful vision. And, um, I love those moments too. You know, I think one of the things, and you guys were at passion this last, uh, this last conference in the Mercedes Benz stadium. And, you know, it's, I mean, absolutely crazy 50 plus thousand, 18 to 25 year olds. That's, what's a bit wild. You know, it's not everybody. It's just 18 to 25 year olds in that, in that space. And one of the things that we've talked about, which I love, cause it's exactly what you're referring to at that, at Jesus culture conference or some of y'all's tour nights over the last little bit is when you go to a, when you stand in a moment like that, it, it helps you experience and visualize that you're something, you're a part of something that's much bigger than yourself. And that God's yes. inviting you into this into this story. And when you're coming, and you know this, being from New York City and, and being at a college campus, you might be one of the few college kids that you know that like loves Jesus and wants to follow him. And there's certainly people, there's believers everywhere. God's got people everywhere uh, around the world. But when you stand in a moment like that, you realize I'm not alone. And I'm a part of something that God is doing on the earth that's bigger than than me. And sometimes we need those those moments to resize who God is and what yeah. He's doing on the earth. And then and then it's incredibly yeah. humbling to realize that He invites every single one of us to be a part of that and uh, to leverage whatever He's put in our hands. And um, so anyway, I I am just amening that and believing God's going to do those things and propel that message. To the ends of the earth. And so, Naomi, just so grateful for you. And again, you're just, I, I love any time. I'm just so grateful for, you know, we've gotten to do some music together and gotten to write together. And um, I'm just really glad that people get to a little window into some of that and some of your mindset and some of your heart for, um, for leading God's people. And we're just really grateful. So thank you for being here today. Yay. Thank you, Brett. I love you so much. And I'm love so honored and humbled to be here. And hopefully you'll invite me back one day. <laughs> of course. <laughs> See, of course. That, I just had to throw that in there. Like, I love that. I love that little and... expectation. <laughs> <laughs> of yeah. course. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day. Thanks for checking out this episode of Jesus Songs, a podcast about church music. Subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode and leave a review. We'll see you next time.